right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Belcastro, and I am your host. First of all, I have an amazing new logo. I just did a relaunch, and it's pretty freaking cool. Um, there's two new shows for Women's Sports Matter. The first one is called Don't Touch My Jersey, which is about what it's like to be a black and person of color in sports. And then the other one is titled More Than 5%, which has two co-hosts. So the first one is Carly Jackson, who is a professional goaltender for the Toronto Six. And the other one is Zoe Hicks, who is a former a professional softball player that works for the Dodgers. I'm going to go ahead and play my intro now, and I hope you all enjoy it. It's very new for this season, and after that, we'll get started with the actual show. Sabria Whitaker, and I'm the founder of Grow the Game. Erica Piancastelli here, Tokyo 2021 Olympian. This is Carly Jackson, professional goaltender for the Buffalo Buttes. Hey everyone, this is Connor Moore, the social media manager of the Chicago Sky. You are now listening to Women's Sports Matter. Women's Sports Matter, hosted by Gianna Belcastro. That's my intro. It's very new for this season. There was someone that I was listening to. Their podcast had that kind of intro where it was like people introducing them and it was like prominent like well-known people in the sports world it's a woman's basketball podcast and so I was like oh what if I ask my former guests to do a little thing for my intro so I got a lot of my good friends on there like I said Carly who's the host of more than five percent is on the intro my great friend Connor Moore who runs the Chicago Sky social accounts he's awesome um my friend Sabria Whitaker, who runs this amazing, amazing group called Grow the Game, which is looking to get more people to going to women's sporting events. Um, she is a ph- phenomenal person. And um, the last person is Erica Piancastelli, who was the team captain for uh, Team Italy for softball at the Tokyo 2020, 2021 Olympi- uh, Olympics. So it's very cool to have all of them on the intro, um, I was like, oh my god, what if they say no? But they didn't, and so I'm very thankful that they're on there. But um, again, my name is Gianna. I am a college junior, which is also weird to say. Uh, I spent two years at College of DuPage in Glen Ellen. I'm from Bolingbrook, but I went to school in, in Joliet and um, Naperville, and I'll be attending the University of Lincoln, our University of Nebraska-Lincoln in the wonderful Lincoln, Nebraska, which I haven't even been to yet. So that's great on me for picking a school that I've never been to before. Um, but I'm excited. My major is going to be advertising and PR with a mix of broadcasting, my current job, 
is the TV producer for the Kane County Cougars, which is a uh, independent baseball team located in Geneva, Illinois. I've been there since I was a high school senior, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, hey, can I have a job? And my boss goes, sure, you can run our broadcast. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. So I've been working there for two years now. It's great. It's fun. I love baseball, but I like women's sports even more. I got into women's sports when I was in second grade. I went to a Chicago Sky game for a camp day. And if you know anything about women's basketball on camp day, it's really freaking loud. And anytime I go on Twitter and I see my basketball friends uh, talking about, you know, the game that they're at, they're like, it is so loud in here. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if it's because there's a bunch of screaming children in the building right now. And I'm correct because I camp day is amazing. I love camp day. Um, that's how I fell in love with the Chicago Sky. I went to my first professional women's soccer game last year. Uh, seeing the Chicago Red Stars, huge Chicago Red Stars fan. I've interviewed a few Red Stars players before. I haven't interviewed any WNBA players yet, but I'm working on that. Women's sports is so fun because you'll be like, oh, well, that space doesn't look inclusive when it comes to men's sports. And then you look at um, women's sports and I'll be like, oh, there's a married couple on this team and like they're out and proud and it's freaking cool. So I'm wearing actually right now a Vanderquig shirt. Um, so Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot are a married couple and they play on the Chicago sky and that's pretty cool to see. Um, I think growing up and seeing that, you know, there's people like me in the world of sports, especially women's sports. It's, it's really cool to see that. Um, I love seeing teams going to pride parades, even like the men's teams too. It's like something you don't really expect. Or like with Liam Hendricks and the White Sox, you know, he picked uh, the Chicago White Sox and he was like, in order for me to come to your team, I need you to have a pride night. So to have like an example like that, I guess in this city or nearby, because we're in Rosemont, um, to have that kind of thing set up here is, is pretty cool. And so I feel really lucky to live in this state and to see a bunch of great examples um, surrounding us and especially in the women's sports world. I think another cool thing that happened recently is Simone Biles and Megan Rapino getting the medal of what is it the Medal of Honor from President Joe Biden. That is cool. Megan Rapino, the first um, soccer player to get this award and then you know flying back to Mexico for the CONCACAF Women's Championships that are taking place, which by the way, the US women's national team qualified for the World Cup next year because Haiti beat Mexico yesterday. So they're in. They just got to win a few more games to get to the Olympics, and hopefully we can get a fifth star at the World Cup. Um, I'm not thinking about the Olympics yet. It's a little far away, but 2023 is a little bit more closer. As you can see, there's a mic right there. So if anybody wants to say anything, if they want to ask me a question, also for the people watching on YouTube, there's a chat box. And on Twitter, there is also, I guess you could reply to the tweet, you know, if you want to do that. So you can reply or you can send a little chat. Um, I'm always open for questions. I love answering questions. If anybody, you can go ahead and ask one. I am all ears. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Like I said, um, this past year and I think the last two years, women's softball viewership almost doubled men's baseball yes i like watching women's softball 
It's, a, it's much more fast-paced, much more energetic, and I love those cheers. And uh, it's always something that keeps going, and like you said a minute ago, just about how inclusive it is and how much y'all come together, and it's more than sometimes that men have sports. It's, it's crazy. But, yeah, just saying, what do you think about that? And, again, basketball, women's basketball still, they get $4.1 million, uh, million uh, followers and viewership all throughout. And then I, so do you think, And also now they're starting to factor in the Internet and where people watch yes. it because there's a lot of places like I'm from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get a lot of um, national broadcasts on some That's women's sports. That's very true, and that is um, more eyes is on there, you know. Yeah, so I think the funny thing about the WNBA in particular is that there is so many options that you can watch it on. You can watch it on Prime. You can watch it on ESPN and ESPN Two, and then they have stuff on League Pass, which doesn't even work. But, hey, WNBA, I'm still going to cover the All-Star Game, so you can't say anything to me about talking crap about um, your league because it, the league pass is really bad. I have it, um, and it doesn't work for people, and that's, like, one of the other things. Like, the WNBA app crashes all the time. So it's more of, like, fixing infrastructure first before, like, going into all these other things. Um, and then with softball, you're in the right place for softball because, A, softball is coming back at the end of the month. Um, I know a few athletes in there I've – interviewed a few of them um i actually used to be a softball hater and this is a great story i played baseball growing up and i was like you know what i only want to play baseball i don't want to play softball it's just like it's not a boy sport i can do what i want and so i would play baseball and the guys hated me so much but was like i'm just gonna stay here because i don't i don't really care that you don't like me and i know i'm not good but I'm going to make your life a living hell because I know it and you know it and you're being mean to me anyway. So I'm just going to chill. Um, but baseball was fun. And then I took my little cousins to see AU because I had heard about it um, just through running this account. And so I I saw stuff on Twitter. I was like, okay, yeah, fine, I'll go, I guess. I became a softball fan after that. And I was like, this is so cool. I bought a softball. Um, they have this like merch truck. And they, they had all this merch in there. So I bought myself a sticker pack. I bought myself a softball. My, I bought my cousins a softball too. And when I heard back from my cousin the next day, it was like, so did they like the game? Because they're like, one of them is going into eighth grade now. I think the other one's going into fifth. I could be wrong about that. But, you know, they're my little cousins. I don't know their ages. They're like four or something. Who, who knows? And, you know, she was like, they really enjoyed it. They had a really good time. And I was like, Really? So that means they're going to want to hang out with me more now. They're going to want to go to all these softball games with me. Um, They love playing softball. They play it right now. It is, uh, AU is such a great environment. All the people involved in AU are phenomenal. I know so many people on the social team. And just like the the dudes that run it, John and John, of course, because, you know, you got to have two Johns in order to start a sports group. They are really, really cool people. And they have four sports together in Athletes Unlimited. So it's softball, it's lacrosse, um, basketball, and volleyball. So softball is taking place, I believe, July 29th, July 29th to August 28th. And then lacrosse is going to take place in August, I think. Don't quote me on that because I, I tried bugging one of the people on the social team. I was like, hey, so when's this season going to start? And it wasn't released yet. And they're like, oh, you'll know soon enough. I was like, okay, thank you. I guess I won't cover it then. Um, but it's such a great group. And so if you don't have ESPN plus get ESPN plus because AU has a TV deal with them. 
So most of their games for AU softball and lacrosse will be on ESPN Plus, but will also be on ESPN and ESPN2, um, which I think is really exciting. So to see a sports, a brand new sports league from like two, three years ago, get a TV deal with ESPN in that amount of time, it's like, okay, now do that with the NWSL and the WNBA and let's get more international women's soccer games on. Like right now the Euros are taking place and ESPN has some of those. And ESPN Plus, I think there's, I think it's an even split. So you can watch all these different women's uh, European soccer games on ESPN and ESPN Plus. But I have a bone to pick with ESPN Plus or just ESPN in general, I should say. Um, because their their actual women's sports coverage on the main like sports center or ESPN channel is really really bad, and that's why I stopped watching ESPN many years ago because I was like I cannot watch this. Oh, LeBron broke his finger. I don't care. You just said that two minutes ago. Now I gotta hear about it again. And Tom Brady, please. Let's talk about Candace Parker. Let's talk about Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles. Um, let's talk about Trinity Rodman. Like, there's so many great, fantastic female athletes in these leagues here in the U.S., and we don't talk about them. And that's why I started this podcast. At the end of the day, it's like, okay, where's the women's sports coverage? It's not there. So you have to create it. And I was not i was not a fan of that. I, when I was growing up, I was like the shy kid that didn't want to talk to anybody. But secretly, I wanted to be a broadcaster for the Chicago White Sox. That was like my dream. I looked up to Hawk Harrelson and Steve Stone. I still do. Uh, even Jason Benetti now. Um, and it was just like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. And I was, like, such a shy kid. I refused to, like, do – I went to a Catholic grade school. I refused to do any, like, readings at mass because I didn't want to. Um, I went. I was in plays, though. I mustered up the courage to be in plays, to get very teeny tiny roles. Um, but I did it, and I just started working my way up. Uh, I think what really probably paved the way for what I get to do now is – I guess it's a hobby. It's not really a job – is – I, I was in a media class in my high school, senior year of high school, and I was a senior in high school when the pandemic hit. So it was, I want to say February 2020, and we were being told that we have an interview project coming up. I was like, okay, I have to interview somebody. I don't know how to do that. So I was like, oh, I want to interview someone from the Red Stars. And so at the time, she's currently retired now, but there was someone that went to my high school that played for the Red Stars. And so I was like, I want to bring her in and interview her. So then the pandemic hit in March, and we still had to do the project in April. And so I just messaged her. I was like, hey, I have a school project to do. Like, you went to my high school. Can I interview really quick for my assignment? And so the project was only supposed to be like 15 to 30 minutes, and I talked to her for an hour. And I was like, wow, wait, I can do this? It's so cool. And then I got an email from my teacher, and I still have it, because, like, this is what really started my podcasting career, is, you know, him telling me, like, the questions were super good, the way that I, like, was presenting myself, and, and the way that I was talking was really good. And so I was like, wow, I can, I can do this? And so we had a final project where we could pick what, to do whatever we wanted. And I was like, I'm going to interview someone again because interviewing is really fun. 
So I interviewed one of my favorite writers at SB Nation, Matt Allentuck, who writes phenomenal pieces about the WNDA. He currently works at Gaming Society, and he's hosting a new podcast with Gaming Society. And being able to talk to him was so, so cool, because I wrote a paper my junior year of high school uh, about pay disparity in the WNBA and NBA, and I used a lot of his articles as a source. So to be able to talk to the guy that I used like his articles in my paper for like that was just such a surreal moment. And then I was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do podcasting now. I just I, I looked up you know how to record a show. I downloaded Anchor. I don't use Anchor anymore. I use Red Circle. But like that was really the start of my career. So it's quote unquote because I'm still in school and. I think the funniest thing about the show itself is that I, my first interview for the show, the person that came on my show, my first ever conversation o'clock, because that's what I call my interviews, because I didn't want to just say interview with so-and-so. No, I'm going to put a nice, funny name on it and have a great time. So I called it conversation o'clock, which is like conversation time, get it? And I, this person reached out to me and they're like, hey, you know, I really like what you're doing and I only had like 20 followers maybe 30 followers on Twitter at the time and she reached out to me she's like hey I'd really love to come on your show want to come on my show I just started like I don't know I don't even know what I'm doing yet and I'm interviewing someone like this is for real like this is serious I interviewed the person that reached out to me it, her name's Lindsay Fry she works for um whatever the Arizona hockey team name is in the NHL I don't I'm still waking up. I don't really know that much about the NHL, but whatever the Arizona team is. And she's also a two-time silver medalist in the Olympics, and she reached out to me and wanted to be on my show. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Why do you want to be on my show? I just started. But it doesn't matter now because I've interviewed so many different, like, Olympians and um, just fantastic people. So... I definitely, it's like a full circle moment, honestly, to be sitting here and doing like a live show. Um, I was here last year for Wizard World. Um, funny story about that. So you can see that there's cameras set up. <laughs> and that wasn't the case last year. So I plugged in the microphone into my computer to record the audio version of it. And I was like, okay, this is cool. My first ever live show, plug it in. None of the recording saved. So now there's proof that I actually did this. Um, <laughs> which is like funny to say like oh like I did a live show where's the proof I don't know I don't I have pictures I was actually just posing on the stage the whole time I don't know I don't do I don't do live shows ever I went to a convention it was a sports convention um in January and it's called the United Soccer Coaches Convention and I got to talk to Aaron McLeod, who won gold with Canada in soccer at the Tokyo Olympics. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I'm talking to someone in the NWSL. Like I, I look up to so many players in that league and we just had so many great conversations. Um, and also again, for the people that showed up or anybody that's in here, there's a microphone. So you can actually like talk to me and I'm okay with taking your questions. So if you want to ask anything, I'm all ears. You can go ahead. Um, I love answering questions about this. It's always like a fun time to like get to know the people that are watching and they, you know, they have any questions because 
it's I I honestly like interacting with my audience the most, um, and it's so for some people it's really hard to do because they're like, oh, I don't really want to do that, and like I just want to do this just because I don't want to have any like interactions with anyone. I just want I just want to do this. No, I like talking to people. That's why I interview people, I guess. I hate when I have to sit by myself, like right now, and do a show because I'm so much better just going off of topic of conversation and like switching the topic then and there. Um, I'm not good at segues. That's also another thing. I was interviewing uh, the, the soccer player. Her name is Tata Malazzo. She is super, super, super underrated. So if you need a soccer team to get behind the Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL, they play in Bridgeview at SeatGeek Stadium. Tatum is like so, so underrated. I just had her on my show a few weeks ago and she's actually an undrafted, she was an undrafted rookie last year. She went from nothing to starting spot in the 11 for them. So that was really, really cool to like watch the growth. And I definitely think she's gonna get a um, national team call up soon because I, it's just like, and if she doesn't, again, underrated, definitely check out the Red Stars. They're doing surprisingly well. I don't know if any of you know about what happened with the Red Stars last season, but it turns out the coach that had been there for a very, very long time was a really, really bad guy. He was a bad dude. And I won't go into super, super specifics because I've done so many different episodes on it. And um, it's, like, such a local thing, too. But he was very abusive. He didn't treat his players right. And, you know, the ownership left him just to be there. Because, like, yeah, you're okay, I guess. And the Red Stars were playing the Washington Spirit in the NWSL final. So after the Red Stars lost the final to the Washington Spirit, I want to say at 12 a.m. Central Time, the Red Stars sent out a press release saying that the coach had resigned to spend more time with his family. That was not right. And, and you know, the next day, or I believe, I want to say eight hours later, this Washington Post article came out about him. And I was talking to people at work about it. I work in Naperville um, sometimes and at the Park District. And I was talking to these people about it. And someone told me, like, oh, yeah, my sister had him as a coach, and he was really bad. I was like, oh, this is, like, local, local. And I think when it comes to attendance for the Red Stars, it's been lacking this year, and I think that's because of it. But at the end of the day, I think what it really, really comes down to is going to support the players themselves and not ownership. So I've been really stingy about like when I go to games, like what do I spend my money on? Do I spend my money on the ticket and the parking? Yes, because you have to, to go into the game. And do I buy merch? No. Do I buy food? Well, it depends because uh, you can't bring in like water or anything. So I might buy myself like a water. I will sit and watch the game and that is it. I try not to give Mr. Arnhem my money because I still want to be able to support these people because I look up to them and a bunch of people look up to them and they shouldn't be left in the dust, like last place in um, NWSL attendance because of his actions. It's like, I think it's wrong. I There was a point in time where I was like protesting 
Arnhem and like everything that he did. And then I was like, at the end of the day, I'm hurting the players still. I don't want to hurt the players. I want to hurt ownership. So it's more of like focusing what I spend my money on. And I still, at the end of the day, my priority is still supporting the players always. And then focusing what do I, how much money do I give Mr. Arnhem? And I think the funny thing is I, I'm allowed to cuss. I can cuss. Okay, so my family's not going to like this. They're currently watching on YouTube right now. Um, So shout out to my family, but I'm going to cuss. So Mr. Arnhem, I hate this guy. He still follows me. I posted so much shit about him when this stuff came out because I knew that he saw my posts, and he still follows me too. And it's like you, I guess, are okay with me mistreating you, and you still want to see it. And, like, I'll look through his posts sometimes, and I'll, like, look through his likes. I'm like, this guy is still active, but he's hiding behind this little, like, lock thing because he has a private Twitter account. Oh, what could you do? I wish I could do that. But I am a public figure podcast host, so I can't do that. And so I'll look through his posts sometimes. The other day, he interacted with one of my posts, and I was like, this fucking guy. Like, how, how dare you disrespect me? Um... I don't like him, end, end of story. We're gonna, anyone, see this is the part where I'm really bad at segues. Someone ask me a question, please. It can be anybody. Ask me about any freaking topic you want. I'm covering All-Star Weekend this weekend, um, my first ever press pass ever, so ask me a question pretty please. Anybody, anybody at all? No, Julie asked me a question. Ask me a question, please. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. So you said that you're going to the All-Star game. How are you preparing for that? And like, I'm not. You're not. Okay. <laughs> so like, are you putting any sort of like, have you prepared any different types of questions for people you're interviewing? Are you, no? <laughs> um, well, I was telling Chuck earlier about how I got my first ever um, like official credential for WNBA All-Star Weekend. And I really thought I wasn't going to get it because, like, oh, Women's Sports Matter is not that big. Like, oh, yeah, sure, there's a 1,000 followers on Twitter and you got, like, 600 on Instagram. But that's not what matters. It's, like, listenership and whoever the WNBA's favorites are. And I guess I'm on their favorites list because I'm going because they're like, okay, you're approved. And I was like, okay, cool. And I cried about it definitely for, like, five minutes. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And also, I was watching Stranger Things at the same time. So I was watching Stranger Things. I was watching the final episode. And then I get this message. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to the All-Star game. And I just started crying. And I was like, okay, this is fun. Um, But I am not – I don't know what I'm going to do because I looked up – I've looked up to these players for years. And – Allie Quigley's my favorite, hands down, and I just, it, it's such a surreal moment to be able to, like, be with, like, I've interviewed some journalists, I've had them on my show, um, James K., Annie Costable, there are, Annie writes for the Sun-Times, James writes for the Tribune, so they're, they're rivals and they joke about it all the time on Twitter, it's hilarious, and just to be able to be in the same setting as like other media members is gonna be so, it's gonna be so surreal because I never imagined myself. I would be a liar if I said, oh, I've dreamed of this moment. I didn't because I didn't think I'd be doing this. That wasn't, that's not what I planned for. And just thinking about um, 
the fact that I will be there with like people from ESPN, people from the local news, people that write for all these different Chicago newspapers, people that are flying in um, from all these different like media groups everywhere. And to be selected to be with them is just like mind boggling. I don't know. I don't know why they accepted me. I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, oh, I hope they don't look at what I post on Twitter because sometimes I'll, again, I'm very good at shit posting. That is, that is one of my favorite things to do. And just to be in the same group, like in the same room with all these people is going to be like, I'm going to be wide eyed the whole time. Be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never covered a sporting event live in person before. So this is going to be different for sure. And I think the thing that I'm most excited about is just being, I guess, with my community. Um, the WNBA community is so fun. Same with the NWSL. Women's sports in general it is really cool to be around like the people that are there. Some people, they've been watching since early 2010s. Other people have just become new fans. So it's all these people coming together for the one thing that they love, which is the WNBA, and it gets to be in the city of Chicago. And I'm excited for people that have never been here before to explore a lot of great things that's going on. And I'm super excited for the All-Star Game. When I found out that the All-Star Game was coming here, I was like, let's fucking go i'm going to this game and i'm gonna have a good time i bought tickets so i'm not covering the game on sunday because i'm gonna go sit with my mom and enjoy it because at the end of the day like i already bought the tickets and i'm not gonna sell them because i want to just enjoy the game i'm not being paid to go work this event i am just i'm still a fan at the end of the day i also cover it i'm also media i'm not a journalist and I just like to point out that people that people take me a little bit too seriously on the internet sometimes. And they're like, oh, well, you're a journalist. You can't say that. No. This is like, my account is a fan page. I'll change my username sometimes to be like whatever Stan account. Um, like, for example, when Northwestern was playing in the Big Ten Championship, my Twitter name. I changed it to a Veronica Burton stan account because I'm a huge Veronica Burton fan. I'm not a Dallas Wings fan, though, so I still root for her just a smidge. But at the end of the day, I'm definitely a diehard uh, Chicago Sky fan. And so I, it's more of like a fan page than like all seriousness. I'll sit down with these people. Well, sit down on Zoom. I'll, they'll like enter the Zoom chat and... I'll be like, hey, you know, this is my show. This is a fun time. It's not anything serious. And then we laugh for like 15 minutes before we start recording or like we'll we'll go off from like sports to like this whole different topic and we'll just be laughing. And it's honestly, at the end of the day, it's super, super unserious. Maybe it could be serious one day, but not this show because I'm thinking about having a comedy hour. That is a joke. I will never do that. I got a question from someone on the YouTube, my aunt. And it says, who is the one person you'd like to interview at the All-Star Game? I don't know. I don't know if I want to interact with people at the All-Star Game. Uh, to be honest, it's like there's, there's going to be so many different, um, like all the best p players in the league are going to be there. So it's, I'll just be like wide-eyed the whole time. Um, but I've always wanted to talk to Sue Bird. Sue Bird is so cool. Sue Bird is retiring this year. And... She had like such a successful career at UConn, won five Olympic gold medals, and honestly, she's more of the GOAT than Taurasi, and I will fight people on that. I think Sue Bird is better than Diana Taurasi, 
that's I'm pressing like a button, like final answer. And that is my answer to that question. Again, super, super good at segues. Thoughts on Brittany Griner. Thank you, Chuck. Okay. So raise your hand if you've heard of Brittany Griner. Okay. You, I'm mad at you. This is my friend Julie. We met it at um, my high school. And she plays sports but doesn't watch them. And I'm like, ooh, okay, that's a fine. That You know, that's fine. That's okay. We'll, we'll educate you later. Brittany Griner is being detained in Russia right now. And I had this awful conversation with my mother a few days ago. And she's going to love, she's going to love this. But my mom was like, you know, why would she bring these vape cartridges with her? You know, like blah, 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 like blaming her. And I was like, first of all, I there's this. I'm also a 21 Pilots fan, so I'm just I'm gonna say the phrase, "Don't believe what's on TV." We don't believe what's on TV. Um, do we believe everything that Russia says? Hmm, take it with a grain of salt. But I guess it's true. She did like she pled guilty. She said she accidentally packed them. Um, she didn't bring like an actual vape thing with her. Again, I'm not a judge or a lawyer or whatever, so I'm not gonna go into like the intricacies of the case. I haven't really talked about it on the show yet, so this is thank you for the question. This is like a great time to be doing that. Um, so the reason that she was there in the first place is because she's a professional, a women's professional basketball player that doesn't make enough money in the WNBA. There's so many different. Um, there's so many different avenues you can take once the season ends. You can go back to running your small business. You're comfortable with the amount of money you have, which is not usually what happens anyway. And then you can go play overseas. So Brittany Griner decided she was going to go to Russia. And a lot of these great WNBA players go to Russia. So the team that she was on is called UMMC. I don't know the end of it. But it's one of the best Russian. It's one of the best European women's teams in the entire um, in, in the entire continent. So she was there along with like Ali Quigley, Courtney Vandersloot, uh, Emma Misaman, Brianna Stewart, uh, a bunch of other WNBA players, and they had to leave because you know the whole Ukraine uh, was invaded by Russia. And so when Brittany was at the airport, the I guess whatever the Russian version of TSA is, found the vape cartridge, cartridges there and detained her. So she's been detained there for 140 days. Her trial was started, and it's probably going to end by the end of the month. So we're trying to make a bunch of noise about it as much as we can. Um, it's, it's so sad because it's like, oh, well, we're going to blame her. No. We're going to blame the league for not playing, paying their players enough or not having opportunities to have them make more money because they don't make a lot. And people are like, oh, well, she makes like uh, 150000 a year. Okay, but how much do the rookies make? Maybe fifty to seventy k. I don't know what the league minimum is for rookies. So there's, again, going back to what I said earlier, there's a pay disparity. And so the overall reason at the end of the day why she was there is – the league's fault if we had to like blame someone because they don't get paid enough. And so it is just a horrible thing to sit here and watch. Um, it's just, I, that's, that's all I'm going to say about Brittany Griner. We miss Brittany Griner. Um, one of the best players in the league for sure. And 
we hope that she comes home very, very soon. And there was another, <laughs> we have another question from my friends at Bryant and Me, which is a very unserious podcast that I've been on a few times. And they're like, why Nebraska? Is it for love of corn? No, I hate corn. You drive 10 minutes from my house. I live in the, the suburbs and there's corn. Well, the town is called Plainfield. They might as well change it to Cornfield because that's it's it's a bunch of farms everywhere. I don't like corn. Well, corn is okay, but like seeing all these cornfields everywhere, I've had enough. I've had enough. So I was like, I'm gonna move to a place where there's even more cornfields. Maybe I won't even notice that it's there. Like there are a bunch of trees. No, um, I was gonna go to Mizzou, and Mizzou has this awesome journalism program. And then I was like, I don't want to be a journalist. I want to do something else because I'm not a journalist. That, that's my new hashtag. You know, like the, the Chicago Dogs, the Rosemont team, uh, independent baseball team, their tagline is hashtag no catch up. My, my hashtag is uh, hashtag not a journalist because I'm definitely not one and I don't need that kind of um, like seriousness to be here. So Nebraska at the end of the day, I picked it was because of school of communication. You can mix and match so much. So like I said earlier, advertising and PR is one major, and then I'm double majoring with broadcasting because I don't want—I don't know what I want to do with my life yet. I'm only 20, so it's like, oh, what, what am I gonna do? Um, so when I get to Nebraska, hopefully that'll be the case. Also, they gave—they gave me scholarship money, so that's also kind of nice uh, to have money. And which team are you most excited to watch at Nebraska? So the softball team won the Big Ten championship. Um, last season and I think it might be that one I'm also applying to be a student manager for the women's basketball team which made it to the March Madness tournament they lasted I believe it was they got to the second round um, so just to see the growth of Nebraska in general in, in the Big Ten <laughs> which now includes two California teams for some reason God only knows just to see the growth from you know it's not just Northwestern that's good or Illinois that's good it's Nebraska now, the, the school that has the moniker of Cornhuskers. Ugh, that's what I hate the most uh, about that. Let's see if there's, I don't have any more questions. Again, the mic is free to use anybody. Please ask me a question because I'm dying out here. No, I'm kidding. I'm having a great time. So if you want to ask a question, go ahead. I am all ears. You can ask whatever you want. If you ask me what my favorite color is, it's teal, by the way. I can't ask that one anymore. But I'm going to take a quick sip of water. And if no one has any questions, I'm going to do an ad read. So if you want to ask a question, you can. If not, I guess that's okay. You can just sit and watch me struggle up here just a little bit. So I guess we're going to do an ad read. So I have a sponsor this season, which is weird because I, I didn't think I would have a sponsor ever. So to be able to have someone that's just like yo we want to support your podcast cool thank you so much anyway here, here's the time where i do the ad read are you ready betherd.com wants you to know that while responsible women's sports betting on women's sports can add excitement to being a fan it is a form of gambling and can become problematic research has found that one of the most effective deterrents to people developing a problem is parents talking to their children about the dangers of gambling ResponsibleGambling.org has a great guide on how to have a conversation with your kids about the risks associated with gambling. Just a few minutes can make a big difference later. Keeping gambling responsibly in mind, 
Let's take a look at this week's calendar of women's sporting events that legal sportsbooks in Canada and the United States should feature action on. The LPGA Tour returns to action on Wednesday, July 13th with Dallin Great Lakes Bay Invitational from Midland, Michigan. Winners and other futures should be available at sportsbook soon. Women's Euro 2022 offers matches every day this week highlighted by pairings such as Finland and Germany and in Sweden and Switzerland. Lines should be available. My mom just texted me that I need to do my in informational voice, and I'm doing it right now. How dare she interrupt me? I should have I should have put my do not disturb on. Anyway, again, not professional show. I would just like to say another time. Lines should be available each morning. The NWSL offers two matches on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Check your favorite sportsbook for markets the mornings of the matches. The WNBA returns from the All-Star break Tuesday, also featuring at least one game every day but Monday this week. Again, your favorite sportsbook should have markets the mornings of the games. Remember that previews of all these events and a lot more information on how to bet legally safely on women's sports is available for free at betherd.com. That's B-E-T hyphen H-E-R dot com. What a great little informational thing. So, yeah, women's sports betting. I wanted to start covering that on here because I was like, you know, there's not a lot of women's sports podcasts that are talking about it. You hear it on all the men's sports shows. Like, oh, you can bet on the L.A. Kings and Chicago Blackhawks. Cool. I don't give a damn. How about betting on women's sports events, which I thought, oh, do those even exist? Guess what they do? I just told you about everything. You can go on FanDuel, DraftKings. That's the only two that I'm aware of. So if you know of others, that's awesome because I don't. And I, I again, I have someone that does this for me. I just read a little script because I was like, hey, can you write me something? Because I have no idea what I'm talking about. I am informed a little bit on sports betting. That's why I have it on my show. But it's just like another way to expand the women's sports community just a smidge. And I still can't bet yet because I'm 20. So maybe I shouldn't be talking about it on my show. But I I am fine, and I'm chilling, and I who would I bet on? Oh, there's a microphone by the way too. I heard you though. You're good. Um, who would I bet on? I feel like I would win a lot of money on Sky Games because they've been doing so well, the Chicago Sky. Um, but they're on All Star break right now, so there's no there was games yesterday, but my money would be on the Chicago Sky because they're. They're really freaking cool. And I guess I'll talk about that, too. I am a huge Sky fan. I'm wearing a Sky shirt right now. It says Vanderquigs. Um, I think you missed the part where I was talking about Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot. They're a married couple playing on the Chicago Sky. So um, the Chicago Sky was created in the early 2010s or maybe late 2000s because I'm a fake fan. I don't remember when the team was created. But – they had their struggles, definitely. They were in the finals in 2012, maybe, and they lost to Phoenix, the Phoenix Mercury. And so they've been having, like, a rough patch. They, I want to say from 2014 to 2018, it was really bad. And, you know, they went through a couple coaches. And then James Wade, I think, got hired in 2018, who's actually the head coach for Team Stewart at the WNBA All-Star Game. So the Chicago Sky staff will be coaching one team and the Las Vegas Aces staff will be coaching the other team. And they were going through like this rough patch. They weren't making the playoffs and then they made the playoffs in 2018. And then they lost in like the second round. 
So they signed Candace Parker last season. And if you don't know Candace Parker, Candace Parker went to Naperville Central, which is like, I want to say like an hour 45 away from here, and then went to the University of Tennessee, was coached by the legendary Pat Summit, and then um, was drafted first overall by the Los Angeles Sparks in 2008. And so after a while with the Sparks, she decided she would come home to the Chicago Sky, and they signed her last season. Candace Parker got injured in the beginning of the season, and the Chicago Sky were not looking so hot. And everyone's like, oh, they're not going to win this year. Everyone was proved very, very wrong. They went on to win the whole thing. And Candace Parker won her second title, I believe, or maybe her third. I think it might be her second. And it was just, like, so surreal to see as someone that's been watching the sky since I was in second grade to see the growth to see the the people on the that the people that were on the team when I was in second grade still on the team now it was just like wild to me and to see like all their hard work and dedication to the Chicago Sky and then to win the championship and then now they're gifted with the All-Star game so people again coming in from all over to watch the greatest players in the league right now is is very fun so Candace Parker is a legend so is Ellie Quigley uh, there's a bunch of finals MVPs on the Chicago Sky. There's Emma Mieseman, who is from Belgium, and she was finals MVP with the Washington Mystics in 2019. And then the Candace Parker was finals MVP whenever she won the championship. Cannot remember off the top of my head. And then Kalia Copper was the finals MVP in 2021. So that's a great team of a bunch of finals, most valuable players. What's not to love? And if anybody, again, has questions, there's a beautiful microphone right there. I'm not going to ask you to do it, Julie, again. I, I got you one the one time. So I really appreciate your support today. Thank you. Um, I'm honestly surprised because my family's watching the live stream that they haven't really asked any questions, which is so surprising. I did a live show at the... United Soccer Coaches Convention in January. And so I did it on Facebook because my family is old and they only go on Facebook. So I was there with like nine of my family members just hanging out. And it was honestly very funny um, to see. They were like texting me stuff and asking me questions. And I was like, okay, here's a random question. Okay, thank you. I'll answer that random question. Okay, now ask me a sports question. No, we're going to ask you another random question. Like, do you miss your sister? Like, I was in Kansas City. They're like, do you miss your sister? And I was like, hmm. She's really annoying. And she doesn't like women's sports. She's a hater, and I don't approve of that. But I I like doing live shows. Um, but then it's like, oh, I don't know what to talk about. And, like, I don't have anyone to, like, be like, hey, so what do you think about this? Nobody's sitting next to me, so I can't be like, well, Chair, how do you feel about women's sports? See, no response because it's an inanimate object. Um, but I think one thing that I'm super... Oh, I got a question from my family. Are you going to the Sox game tonight with me and your mom? Country night. I hate country music. It's like the worst genre out there. And she said it'll be fun. No, it won't be fun because it's country music. I don't like country music. Um... 
And one thing I don't understand about Chicago is like the different music festivals they have. Like one of them is a country festival and it's like, we're in Chicago. Why is there a country festival here? This is not Tennessee. We don't approve. I hate, I'm a country hater and I will stand by that. And I, I love being, I love hating things because it's fun. Like I hate the Packers. I don't like football. I hate the Packers. I hate the North Carolina Courage. Because I hate the North Carolina Courage. That's an NWSL team that has beat us multiple times in the championship. Country isn't bad. Expand your horizon. I am... No. You know what? And that's the segue to another topic. Why I hate the North Carolina Courage. Things that I hate about soccer teams, I think we'll just do this in general, is that, you know, they'll sign these really talented people and then they won't play them. Which is like, why would you waste your money on this if you're not going to play this person and it happens with like honestly at the end of the day it happens only with like black athletes they'll sign these very talented black athletes and then they won't play them what's going on like with um ebony salmon who was playing who's an english international who was playing for racing louisville and the coach didn't use her and then houston was like okay we'll take her since you're not using her and so they traded for her which is good and then another example of this, which is happening right now, um, and which is something I haven't really covered on here because it's like, ah, what do I do, is uh, Jordan Balcom, who plays for the North Carolina Courage. I should use quote-unquote plays because she hasn't really played with them yet. And so her position is forward, and so what the coach is doing right now is playing his defenders as forwards, which I guess you could do if we were playing FIFA online, but we're not playing FIFA. This is real-life soccer. So play your attackers, basically. I got another question. What are some topics slash interviews we can look forward to on your podcast? I don't know. Just kidding. I actually, I plan. Sometimes I plan ahead. And I will, I'm getting a soccer player on very soon. We got some softball players and maybe a WNBA player that's on my shirt. We'll see. So, yeah, I'm going to do my ending spiel real quick. And then we're going to end. So, if you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I'm on four different places. Twitter is W Sports Matter. And then everything else, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, which is an app that I should know how to use, but I don't. Everything is Women's Sports Matter. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to watch my like interviews, you can watch it on YouTube. And please go follow the other shows that are part of the network. So more than 5% is just more than five spelt out. And then PCT on both Twitter and Instagram. And then don't touch my jersey on Instagram. And then don't touch my jersey, but remove the E's from jersey for Twitter. And go support your local women's sports team. Thank you so much for listening. And peace out. I'm done.